Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's like, it's only the kids who are really good at sports or blah, blah, blah. And I never win. I'm like, yeah, well, I never won either. And as I hear myself say that, I'm like, and look at me. I'm a single parent. Pretty awesome. (laughs) Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. We took a couple of weeks off because because life, life, you might have noticed. And uh, in those two weeks, I have crossed a milestone of parenthood and that I am now the mother of a teenager, Alita Elise Armstrong, the baby whose childhood helped engineer an industry of women talking about and sharing stories about being parents. That baby turned 13 years old on February 3rd. That is a pretty significant milestone. It is. And I didn't get her a goddamn thing for her birthday. <laughs> Did she want anything? Was there like a... Well, this is... I got her an Instagram account. That oh, was that's it. right. So like, I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Instagram account and Snapchat. Ooh, and Snapchat. And, uh, that's like a bonus. And Snapchat. And uh, which I know everybody's warned me. I've got to make sure that I've got to be on top and make sure that she's not being bullied or getting lured into um, dark places. I'm I'm very well aware of the dangers. And... Uh, but I... We had a slumber party for her birthday. Um, four of her friends from school came over, and um, when they, it was really fun to watch them op- Lita open her presents from her friends because they have all these inside jokes that I know th- nothing about. Something about zebras and unicorns and all the presents involved, that sort of stuff. And then she got to me, and I was like, I gave her a card. <laughs> and it just said, "This is this is all you're getting, kid." <laughs> You get to open an Instagram account. And she was absolutely thrilled. She couldn't have been happier. That's awesome. That's so, really simple, too. You kind of lucked out. Mm-hmm. People have warned me about teenage girls. And I am, I'll, I'll say that 11 and 12 were pretty bumpy. But the end of 12 and the beginning of 13 have been wonderful. And I'm just going to, I'm going to live in the moment and just say that it's just fucking awesome my kid is just so fun to be around and so fun to talk to and so fun to share things with how's it going with lexton same in a lot of those regards i mean it's it's really weird to and it always feels weird even saying this but to realize that he's a he's a person because for so many years they're a kid and they're they're people but at a very different level Suddenly, I mean, he he will cross into the teenage threshold next month, and he's a full-on person. I mean, the conversations are great. He's funny as hell. He's sarcastic. It's it's just weird to realize that you've transitioned to that point. And I don't even really know when it happened because you know you were around them so much that it's just one day I kind of realized, wow, he's 
he's like his own unit now. Like he doesn't really need me (laughs) like he used to. He's totally, he wants me there and we've got a great relationship, but he's, he's totally a person now. Mm -hmm. And that's just crazy to think about. And he's ridiculously tall and it's just, it's weird to look back, you know, five years ago, even two years ago at how much has changed with him. You don't, I thought that the changes would sort of slow down after the babyhood and toddlerhood and whatnot, but the changes are really significant. Lita getting my humor and Lita making inside jokes and references. It's like, I've said this, like I'm sharing, not that I wasn't sharing my life with her when she was younger, but I'm like, I'm sharing my life with her in a very different way as she gets older. Um, We started watching um, some stuff on Netflix together and then someone gave me the dvds of my so-called life did you ever watch that i did not i know of it but i've never seen it my so-called life starring claire danes and jared leto as angela chase and jordan catalano (laughs) it was like i i watched it when i was a sophomore in college with my roommates and it was the most incredible incredible portrayal of what it's like to be a 15-year-old girl. We had finished watching a couple of shows on Netflix and she's like, is there anything else? And I said, well, I think that you'll like this show. And we watched the pilot episode and when it was over, she was like, she was clutching me the whole time we were watching it and sighing and laughing. And then when it was over, she was like, oh gosh, I want to watch the whole thing right now. And it was like, oh my gosh, I get to share this like really significant piece of pop culture from my you know college years with my child and I get to relive it with her and we're on like episode five right now and I was like I just I don't want it to end because these hours that I'm spending with her and laughing and like the next day we'll make a joke about something that happened in the episode and maybe it's because I'm a lonely single (laughs) 41 year old (laughs) no but I think it's it's those changes like when they transition from from baby through I don't know three or four or five whatever they're they're major transitions that you see you know they go from crawling to walking you know they start to talk and now it's they're not as significant in the sense that they're not as easy to notice but they feel more profound to me like the fact that mm-hmm. they pick up on sarcasm and deliver sarcasm they have those inside jokes you're able to share those things like that you would normally share with a friend. You can suddenly share them with them because they get it. Yes. So from the outside, someone looking in, they go, yeah, not much has changed in the last year. But for you, it has because you see those little intricate moments play out. And that's just awesome. It is. And she's, you know, I really, really, really fostered a space for her to come and talk to me about any concerns she has. Like she, there, there's some to be expected, a little bit of drama going on at in her middle school and like yesterday she pulled me aside and she's like i just want to talk through this and all all i want i need like five minutes and she just sort of went like five minutes was like she did this and said this and then and then she didn't look at me and then she said this and then she just mumbled and i was was like are you okay she's like yeah i just needed to get that out thank you And I'm like, you feel better? She's like, yeah, I just, thank you so much for understanding. Like, you're, I know that you're the only one who can, I can turn to, to with this. And I just hugged her and I said, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. A lot of it's confusing. And I'm so grateful to have that with her. And I really want that to continue. I'm I'm sure that there are parents out there of, of like 17 and 18 year olds who are like, wait, you just wait. <laughs> 
Probably. <laughs> you just wait, Armstrong. But it's watching that happen is part of the excitement. Like just the comparison from day to day is part of the excitement. I feel like I'm at a point with Lexton where he's he's like he can one up me now. Uh-huh. Maybe not in the same way that a friend could, but it's there. Like it's right there. He gets it. He understands the humor. He knows and and maybe this is one of the biggest things, he knows when he's crossing a line. Yeah. He might still choose to cross it, but I can look at him and I can know, I can see in his eyes, you know you're being a little shit right now and you're making that choice. And I love that about you. <laughs> like, I like knowing that you you are aware that you're doing something for a specific reason. Uh-huh. I mean, when, the, when they're five and they do something wrong, maybe it's mischievous, but they don't have quite the same comprehension to say, this is bad and I'm going to toe that line. And I like that. I think it's I think it's great personally. It's also great when when she shares with me um, some of the drama going on at school. Like I think someone had made a bad remark or had treated someone else badly, and Lita was taking up for the person who had been treated badly. And like she she had a sense of justice and a sense of like what this person did was wrong and what this person did was hurtful to my friend. And I I like that that's manifesting. And she's realizing that in in her social interactions, it's like, oh, okay, I've I've done something right. <laughs> that she has a sense of social justice. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and she's starting to evaluate those things on her own. Yeah, you know, people talk about monitoring our children on social media and Instagram account, all, all of it. And there's a part of me that, well, I want to, well, I want to make sure she's safe. There's also a part of me that wants her to be free. It's almost as if these little online villages are the trees. It's kind of <laughs> sad for me to say this. These little, like, the the communities that she has on Snapchat and the people that she follows on Instagram and the people that she's messaging, those are, I want her to explore her world without me um, guiding it or me restricting it or being afraid that, oh my God, my mom is like watching over my shoulder. Because when I was her age, my mother was not watching over my shoulder ever. I was just free. Does that make sense? I I was, I mean, I think we've talked about this before that there wasn't that oversight, that idea of helicopter parenting wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. And I think for me, it's, it's sort of accepting this notion that you have to give them you have to give them the chance to fail before trying to guard them from those failures. But at the same time, you have to give them the chance to succeed. You know, you, she needs the mm-hmm. chance to be on Instagram and to realize, okay, this is weird. I don't want to follow this person. I don't want to message this person and stop. And then, you know, if something if something is out of her hands, then it gives her the opportunity to come to you. I think it's worth, you know, kind of keeping a side eye on things. But mm-hmm. yes. it, when they reach this age... It's it's sort of when all of the work that you've been doing is put to the test. You know, will will she make the right decision? Will she stop messaging this person? Will she let you know if something gets out of hand? She was on her Instagram account a couple of days ago, and she's like, "Mom, can you do you know this person? Because it's a private account. Do you know this person?" And I looked at it and I said, mm, "No, I don't know that person." And she says, "Why does an adult who I don't know and you don't know want to follow me?" I was like, "That's a good question to ask." And so she refused the request. And I thought, okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's a good thought process for her. See, exactly. And then there's a great example. Like she could have just said, I'm going to accept every follow request. But she evaluates it because 
she gets it. Mm-hmm. At least in in her own way, at some level, she understands that she shouldn't just say yes to everything. So I'll have to share this really quickly. I just remembered. Um, I don't get all of all of my mail comes to um, a UPS store, except for the mail that comes from their schools because it's all based on the location where you live. So any message that comes from the school comes to the mailbox at my house, which sometimes I lose because I don't ever check that mailbox. And a couple weeks ago, I got in my mailbox and there is a letter from her middle school. And I thought it was just going to be some update about the play that's coming up. And so I just quickly opened the envelope and it's her report card for the second term. They still mail those home? I guess, yeah, I get you can get it online. I haven't looked I hadn't looked at it online because life. <laughs> That's just a good blanket for this whole episode. My life right now is a fucking tumbleweed. My life right now is a fucking tumbleweed. But you're embracing it. Um that. so I, op- I I am embracing it. So I I open her report card and I look at it and she's got uh so there's seven classes and she's got five A's and two B pluses. <laughs> so I, she's upstairs. This is before school. She's upstairs and I walk upstairs and I sit down next to her and I said, can you take a look at this? And she's like, what's that? And I said, this is, this is your report card. And she looks at it and she looks at me and John. <laughs> okay. I did not get a B in my life until uh, calculus my freshman year in college I got a B plus the second semester that was the first B I ever got oh in my God. life so she totally lost her shit no well she doesn't she doesn't really know she doesn't really know the whole story of Heather B. Hamilton and what Heather B. Hamilton went through in terms of being the perfectionist in every class that Heather was in and making sure that when I took every AP class that I took, I always got the extra eight points. So I would get 108 every every time I got a report card. I graduated with the highest GPA and the highest grade average of anybody ever in the history of my high school. I was a fucking lunatic. I was... <laughs> Sounds like you would have been a real uh, delight to hang out with. I was, I was insufferable. So I'm sitting there with her and I have her take a look at it and she's like, Okay. And I said, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking fabulous report card, but I see those two B pluses and I look at her and I'm like, how do you feel about those B pluses, Lita? <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean, I tried my hardest. I said, okay, that's all I needed to know. As long as you're trying your hardest, very good job. Well done. <laughs> It was like this, oh my gosh. Like, and this is the thing is that I'm so happy that she's not what I was when I was her age. I'm so happy. But in that moment when I saw those B pluses, I was like, ooh. But it's it's like B plus PTSD, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy that she's not the complete irritating perfectionist that, that I was at that age. But she still cares enough to try hardest. I mean, it's like the perfect combination, right? She still cares, yeah. but it's not debilitating. She's like, she she takes care of all of her homework by herself. I never have to get on her about that. She's, God, she's a great kid. She's a great kid. She's and, a great uh, teen. She's a teen. She's a great teen. <laughs> Crazy. Two years, driver's ed. I was a teenager like 
two days ago, man. Doesn't it feel like that though? I feel like I, I feel like I was like sixteen, like two days ago. Oh yeah. Well, there's times that I I just think, what business do I have raising a child? Like I'm not I'm not <laughs> grown. Why Why am I doing this? Because everything just goes so quickly. And I think it doesn't help to have such a clear memory of that age. Like I don't really remember being four and five. So you can distance yourself from that. But I remember being 13 and 14 and 15 and to think back to that and and realize Mm -hmm. who or what I was like, oh, my God, what a awkward, potentially horrible age. Yes. Which does help, though. I mean, he'll do something that's just completely ridiculous. And my first reaction is to get frustrated. And then I have to think back and think, well, what what would a 13 year old John do? Probably something exactly like what just happened. <laughs> I mean, it's like things don't change. And that that to me is probably the one difference. I mean, I don't I don't have girls, you don't have boys, but I think with the maturity difference, it's really starting to come out now. And it's interesting to watch the maturity dynamic when he's with his friends that are boys and his friends that are girls and how they all interact and get together. And God, it's a weird world. It is. And like there are a couple of scenes on my so-called life where in some of the shows that we watch where like a couple will kiss and (laughs) I feel embarrassed. Like I was like, I feel like I'm 13 years old watching somebody kiss on television while I'm sitting next to my mother. That's what I feel like when I'm sitting next to her. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Like what is going through her brain as she's watching that? What is going through her brain? Yeah. Two people are kissing on the TV. (laughs) That's what's weird, though. Like, I haven't recovered from that awkwardness that I used to feel at the age he's now at. So I don't know how to really deal with it because we're in the same. But we'll be watching a show and they'll make some sort of passive joke or comment about boobs. And I can (laughs) see him kind of like casually side eyeing me. And I don't want to look at him and I don't want to laugh. And I don't think he wants to laugh. So I feel like it's just two 13 year olds not wanting to laugh at a boob joke. (laughs) Have you talked to him about booze? I have. I mean, we, we've had conversations <laughs> and it's not like this is all totally foreign, but it's not. I, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like I was just that age. So I still have to, you know, I, I don't. It's God, it's so awkward. <sighs> and and it's probably I mean, I want to think it's worse for him, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Now I look back at watching those scenes or hearing those comments with my parents and I feel so bad for them because it must have been the same for them. I don't, oh God, it's just. Mm. So on Valentine's Day, she was a little sad because in middle, in, in elementary school, Valentine's Day is this huge deal. You know, everybody makes Valentine's and passes them around the class and there's usually just a little bit of like a, a party at the end of, of the day. Yes. Well, they don't have that in middle school and that night, she was just like, oh, gosh, it was so annoying that people were, like, passing each other, like, heart notes and stuff. And I was like, are, are, I said, are, are people dating at your school? And she's like, yes. And I said, really? She's like, yeah. Like, it's we're way too young, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we'll see. When I was her age, I was in a religion that said that you couldn't date until you were 16 and even then it had to be a double date and then when you're 18 you could go on a single date that's part of the religion so she's she's mormon at this point 
I'm, I have. <laughs> I mean, really. I have not perpetuated this ideology, but she she recognizes like like people aren't. I'm not. People at my age are not ready for this. Which is good. I I mean, like, yes, I'm not, not ready, ready for, for it. Leah, so. I'm 41 and I'm not ready for this. <laughs> exactly. No, no one is ready for this. That Okay, so it was a couple weeks ago. They don't do anything for Valentine's at Lexington School either. And he was disappointed just because the, the party was fun. And, you know, I'm, God, I'm so glad we don't have to buy boxes of Valentine's anymore. Or I don't, I guess. Maybe you still do for Marlo. <laughs> yes. But he was disappointed. However, the like two weeks before that or a week before that or something, they had a they had a dance. Okay. Oh no! It was the winter. This is, but it's so great. It was the winter dance. No. Slash. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm having PTSD. Open gym. What? Okay. So I've I went through public school. I get it. I've been to middle school dances. I know what they're like. So he he talked about it, and it sounded like he kind of wanted to go. He didn't really want to go by himself, and he's got this friend that he's been friends with since kindergarten, a girl, and they've been very close since kindergarten. I said, why don't you just see if she wants to go? I said, it's not a date. You're just going with a friend, because I know the friends that you have that are boys, they don't want to go. So he asked her, and they met there. They went together, right? But neither of them dressed up. Like It was jeans and a t-shirt, super casual incredibly adorable, which is beside the point. But as I'm waiting to pick them up afterward, I'm watching kids come out and a lot of them are jeans and a t-shirt. And then out walks one, like three inch heels, evening gown, hairs all done up, makeup. Oh my like God. Totally. I mean, it was, it was like prom and I, then it was like, prom? that's how it, that's exactly what it reminded me of. And I'm like, at most she's 13 maybe 14 like this is this is not prom it's not it was open gym for god's sake are you gonna throw a basketball in heels (laughs) i mean and that's and and my heather didn't go to a public school so she's not familiar with how these things go and she's like does he need to get her flowers we need to make sure he pays for things i'm like no 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 totally different level here the fact that he even (laughs) wanted to go is odd i think like I didn't really want to go. I would always get dragged with groups of friends. And would you would you like sit on the side and just sort of like watch? Yeah, I mean, when you go in a group though, you can talk, so it's not quite as awkward. You're not quite the wallflower. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I'm 32. I still don't want to dance. No one wants me to dance. Nobody wants me to dance. I learned that at a young age. But they didn't dance either. I'm like, so did you guys dance? No. Well, what did you do? We just kind of hung out and talked, found some friends. Oh, all right. Well, glad you had a good time, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> it's a cute dynamic with them, but they because they've known each other since they were five, there's not that awkward, oh, you went with a girl. Oh, it's a boy. It's just, I'm going with my friend. Mm-hmm. And that to me is super cool. I know that it that it will change or at least just in general with maturity and puberty there will there will be a knowledge of some sort of tension but a lot of like none of his friends that are boys have close friends that are girls they just don't and it's interesting to see that yeah i don't think i don't think lita has any guy friends at all because a um, lot of them at that age are just little twerps they i mean they they really yes. are 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When just the word dance, just like there's a, a dance at school or there's a dance at church, brings back a flood of awful, awful, awfulness. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then he asks me because he he texted her and asked her if she wanted to go. She said yes. And this was on a Sunday. So the next day I pick him up from school and he's like, oh, she told me she's really excited. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's good. He's like, I'm, I think I'm kind of nervous. I said, well, you don't, you don't need to be nervous. It's not, it's not like a thing. It's not a date. You're just hanging out with your friend. He's like, did you ever go to dances? I'm like, oh God, yeah, but I really don't want to talk about them <laughs> at all. Don't follow, don't, don't follow my no. example. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I went to a few. They were fine. That's all. Like, I, I don't need to delve back into that world. It was horrifying. And now we have to relive it all. Oh, that reminds me, like, there were church dances, quite a few church dances, and you could start going to them when you're 14. Um, can you, can you dance with even... the opposite sex at 14? Yes, yeah, so you have to, like, kind of, you, you have to dance with the parts, like. Right, like the bodies can't touch, just yeah. the arms, yeah. Uh-huh, and um, there, was a, there was a kid that I, a Mormon kid, that I had a crush on when I was like five. <laughs> and oh, wow. uh, he, they moved across town, so they were in a different ward. Wards and more, it gets again, we're back to the Mormon lesson in Manic Rambling Spiral. You attend a ward according to the location where you live. So they, they split up wards in the congregation. So I was in like the fifth ward and he was in the Germantown ward. And because he had moved across town, wards are part of a larger group called stakes. So a stake is made up of like, six wards so there would be like um a ward dance that only involves the people in your ward and there would be a stake dance that involved all the people in all of the all of the wards so when there was a stake dance his name his name i'm just gonna give his first name his name is mark and when i was 14 and i remember reconnecting or at least seeing him at the stake dances i would go home and i would obsess about the fact that there's mark there's mark and uh, I remember he asked me to dance once when I was like 16 and it like rocked my world for like years and years after. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. So years, years later, I think it was like in 2010, I Googled him. He's totally gay. <laughs> really? Yes. This kid that I had been in love with since I was five, he's gay. Yeah. And I didn't have, I never stood a chance. <laughs> You spent all those years. Yes. Oh, man. That's so great. Mark, if you're out there, man, did Heather Hamilton have a crush on you. Wow. Have you been in touch with him since? Or no. Or not at all? I think I wrote him, a, I think I wrote him a, an email and said, hey, how you doing? And that was it. And he wrote back and said, hey, how you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to let it die. <laughs> the hope so was awesome. gone. <laughs> and you were so nervous. Oh, yeah. And I think that we actually danced to Nothing Compares to You, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It was epic. It was epic. I mean, I remember what I was wearing. I remember, like, the, how I had, had worn my hair and, like, how thrilled I was just for weeks after that Mark had asked me to dance. And we danced to that song. And, oh, life isn't that bad. <laughs> but see, you're 16, so that would have been, like, a high school dance. And... That's common in high school. Like the middle school dances is all, they're like dance remixes. There's not slow, at least at least at his, at his middle school. Right. There's not the slow dancing. It's just right. energetic dancing. So that kind of pressure, that isn't there yet. 
I got a couple years. Do these things still take, do these things still take, like, are, are there dances still going on? Is this shit still happening? I think back to it and I'm thinking, what the fuck? You suck all these teenagers together in a gymnasium. And oh, every yeah. time every time a slow song comes on, they, everybody just sort of like retreats to the walls. And you're like, is anybody going to ask me to dance? Do I have to go ask someone to dance? What is the protocol? Oh, and then you're just stuck there next to the wall, not dancing with anyone. And it fucking sucks. <laughs> well, these things that I think what's like really frightening is that they still exist. But now they've evolved. So it's not in the gym anymore. It's at, you know, they rent a place. Oh. So now you go somewhere, which means the cost, I mean, the ticket, the cost of the tickets is like, it's like going to a concert. Really? And then you've got the dress and the shoes, or you've got the suit if it's a prom, or, you know, just pants and a shirt and tie if it's not. And then transportation and meal. I mean, it's a thing. And I always know when it's prom because I'll, I'll be out somewhere driving or at a park and you just see groups of way too young to be comfortable in that tux people at a park because <laughs> they're doing photos or they're doing whatever or you're at a restaurant and you realize you're sitting next to a group of 30 high schoolers that are dressed up and you're like oh fuck because it's so and that that is another situation even though they're not my kids i immediately feel embarrassed on their behalf mm-hmm. like i because i remember sitting there i remember not knowing what to order not knowing what to do because it's such a weird dynamic. And unless you go, unless your date is a close friend or you're dating them, and the group is a group of close friends, it's awkward as all hell. Oh, my God. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. I kind of want to walk up to, when I see that in public, I kind of want to walk up to him and go, you feel really insecure, don't you? And it fucking sucks. And guess what? None of this shit matters when you grow up. That's the good thing you have to look forward to. None of this shit matters. None of it. Yep. And then you have to start paying bills. <laughs> a whole a whole new set of things that actually do matter will crop up. I mean, when I look back, even at my worst dance and my best dance. And your best dance. It, I, don't, I don't talk to any of the dates that I had for dances in high school. I've lost touch with them long ago. I don't remember who went in the group i don't remember where we i don't remember anything except one dance where i wore a zoot tux with the chain and the hat unfortunately what? i remember that one that okay, one okay yeah. do you have a picture uh some some my dad will listen to this and i will probably get one texted to me next week and we are gonna post that you oh, wore a so zoot terrible. tux a zoot i tux. did oh yeah with like a i think i it's hard to remember i know i had a hat with a chain. And the, the du- it was a double chain. Oh, my the God. black and white shoes, like a red cummerbund, I think. It was... What were you thinking? I don't know. I was thinking that I was awesome because I was dating someone who was like a senior. So I got to go to the prom earlier than I should have because I was a sophomore. Oh. It was not. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was... That one, I lied. I can probably remember my worst dance and that was probably it. That was... Well, you wore a zoot tux. <laughs> Oh, my God, I know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I have the hat. I no. I recently threw the hat away. My dad visited and brought the hat. He's like, I can't throw this away. You have to be the one to do it. And of course, Lexton. He's like, wait, you wore this <laughs> at your school? I'm like, well, yeah, but it was part of an outfit. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, well, see, it can't get can't get any worse for you. <laughs> I will say I have never seen anyone else in a, in in that exact outfit at any of the dances I went to I, or with any of the groups around town in the last five years. Most unique get up goes to John Bray. We matched really well, though, I will say, looking back on it, red cummerbund, she had a red dress. It was it was pretty stellar. Yeah, I wore um, to my proms. I wore something that I shouldn't have been wearing, really. Um, Which was? I wore I wore red dresses. Both of them were red. One was very sequined, all sequins. <laughs> it's back in the sequin days. It was and it was sequins, and it was it was shoulder like it had it was a what do they call them now? I forget where the, there's no shoulders. It's cut off at the shoulders. Okay, I, I have no idea. Yeah, so I have tons of pictures of this, um, which you're not supposed to expose your shoulders as a Mormon, but for some reason it was okay that I did. For my parents or my mom. Um, and then for my senior prom, I wore a red dress. So for, for my senior prom, I went stag because nobody asked me to go. So me and a group of friends went. Ah, and how was that? It was really awkward. Really? with Even with a group of, like, all girlfriends? Yeah, because, you know, okay. we all go to take a picture together. You know, you have to line up for, for photos. Okay. You know how the guy stands behind the girl and puts his arms around the girl? Oh, yes. God, thinking about all of this is like giving me <laughs> hives. Oh, we all were, were, were waiting in line and looking at everybody holding hands and whatnot. I'm like, am I a loser? <laughs> so it's awkward because you don't have to deal with the awkwardness? Yeah, it was just awkward all around, you know, the makeup and the hair and the fancy dress. And yeah. Yeah. I am comfortable in my life and in, in my skin, and I would never, ever, ever want to live through those years again, ever. No, that that is like the hardest part about it for me, seeing that he's 13 and like you have five years to go until you're 18, and those five years are hell. Well, I know people who wish that they could live in high school in perpetuity. Like high school was like the golden age, you know? Those who were the homecoming queen and class president and the po most popular people, like I see them sometimes on Facebook, and it's like those were those were really good years for you, and I'm glad. But I would never, ever, ever choose to go back. Well, and I think there's a. I have to be careful how I put this. No, don't be careful. We're not being careful anymore. Life is a tumbleweed. You can't. <laughs> you. I feel like when those people that want to go back and live in those years forever have kind of just accepted that they peaked in high school and life will never be that cool again. And to me, that's 
an incredibly depressing attitude to have. Granted, I wasn't cool in high school. Like I, there's no doubt in my mind that I wasn't, but I can't imagine looking back, you know, 15 years from now and saying, I wish I could have that again because it was so awesome and nothing from this day forward is going to match it. Mm -hmm. That would suck. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. And they give, so Lexton's, his school is broken up into grades and then the grades are broken up into sections and yada, yada, yada. So the section every quarter gives away like the kind of awards that they only used to give away for seniors in high school, like most likely to succeed, those kind of things. I don't know why they do it in seventh grade. I really hate it. This is the second time it's happened and he didn't win. He hasn't won either time. He's like, it's only the kids who are really good at sports or blah, blah, blah. And I never win. Like, yeah, well, I never won either. And as I hear myself say that, I'm like, and look at me. I'm a single parent. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, I I know in my, like, I, I know it doesn't matter. But, and then I wonder from his perspective, does he hear, well, my dad didn't win either. Oh, fuck. I'm screwed. <laughs> That brings up a that brings up an interesting I had a thought yesterday. I was talking to a woman whose divorce was, is going to be final in like a month. But they've been separated for a year and a half and she's been dating and and she asked me she said, "Do you miss um do you miss the family unit?" And I thought about it and I thought about how we've created this norm and I maybe it's an evolutionary norm. I don't know, this norm that a family consists of two parents and the children, and that's the norm. When Yes. When it's me and my girls, it's me and my girls, that this is the family unit that we have. I don't think that there's anything strange about this. I don't think there should be. I don't think there, sh there should be a stigma on the fact that, I, that, that it's not a two-parent unit. Right, like it shouldn't be viewed as a failure. Right. It shouldn't be viewed as I did that in high school and I ended up as a fucking single parent. Well, damn it. Right. No, it's in. Yes, I agree. I don't see myself as a single parent and therefore I am a failure. But I don't know. It's thinking about how things like that, you know, sitting with a group of your peers and watching other people get awarded for things and you not getting anything. Yes. It's hard. I mean, as an adult, I could sit in a room and not get an award, and I, I don't care. It makes no difference to me. Oh God, I I remember they used to um they used to pass out before homecoming. They would pass out a list of names of girls who have been nominated for homecoming queen. There'd be like twenty five girls' names and twenty five boys' names, and you would circle the one that you wanted for homecoming queen. And oh, that yeah, list you had to vote. That's right. Yeah, and that list would come out every year, and there would be twenty five girls listed. And as homecoming queen, which is like a measure of your beauty, really, in the South, I'm pretty everywhere. Beauty and popularity. Beauty and popularity. And yep. every year, my name was never on the list. And what kind of fucked up system do we live in? Shit. No wonder I'm so fucked up. <laughs> but it's, it's those things like... Like, why would you do that to a teenager? Yeah. Why put teenagers in that situation where they're like faced with this piece of paper that says, you don't, you're not living up to this. You don't qualify. Oh my God, on these arbitrary, awful, ugh, now I'm worked up. Even on things that maybe aren't necessarily arbitrary, 
to already establish competition, to already pit them against each other. I mean, sports is one. If you are on an, on an athletic team, there's competition. It's there. But to already kind of highlight the, the quote-unquote good people or the special people from everyone else, it doesn't make sense. In sixth grade, they, they only did this once. And I, I have a feeling that the backlash was loud. Halfway through the year, at lunch, all of the kids who got straight A's got free ice cream. And the other kids did not. And he told me, he told me this as we're driving home, like, no, that, that can't be what they did because that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really mean to tell me that there's a bunch of you sitting there watching other kids get ice cream? It's like, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Like, yeah, that's really weird. Why would you do that? It's weird for the kids who are eating the ice cream and it's weird (laughs) for the kids that don't get any. Like, why do that in sixth grade? Like, here's one of the most difficult transition years ever for school. At least here, because then it's a new school. It's middle mm-hmm. school. And now you're pitted against each other. It's like the Hunger Games. It's like it's like both sides are like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to eat ice cream in front of them. And like, oh, my God, they're eating ice cream. <laughs> yes. And I mean, he had friends who, who got ice cream and friends who didn't get ice cream. I, I Just that kind of why create why create tension where there doesn't need to be tension. Just like homecoming. It's, I mean, I know that you can make the argument that it's a fun tradition, and I also know that there is just naturally competition in real life. I get that. I don't want to try and shelter kids from it, but why create it where it doesn't need to exist? Right. Like, push girls through high school in a system that rewards them for being popular and beautiful, and then when they become adults, be like, you don't need to worry about popularity. Beauty is, you know, your own individual thing, It's, but it's not because you've just pushed them through a system that tells you they have to meet a particular standard or feel bad for not. Part of the motivation that I had in high school to graduate valedictorian <laughs> was was this, like, and I'm piecing this all together now as I'm talking through it. This is my therapy right now, um, is I, I remember thinking, not in these words, but that it was an arbitrary, th- that list of girls, that was an arbitrary list based on stand- on arbitrary standards. And and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking earn my grades. That's something that I did. It wasn't arbitrary. It was in the, like, it was something that I earned and it was hard, like hard evidence that this is what I accomplished. <laughs> so that was I, your, like, that was your homecoming queen moment. That was, and then, oh my God, I know that there exists out there a VHS tape of my speech at the graduation where like that was like the point of my speech was like no y'all I fucking earned this one. <laughs> I'm standing up here cuz I fucking earned that 108 in physics every single 6 weeks. That was your revenge. It was my revenge. You had that moment, the <laughs> last like, day of high school. And I'm sure my Mrs. Jones, who was my physics teacher, was just shaking her head cuz she had pulled me aside in physics several times and was like, "Heather, you need to calm down." <laughs> Heather, you just need to calm down. If you don't calm down, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Like you need to calm down. But it was something you earned, like something it, you had to actually work for. I worked and, my ass and off. Yes. By doing it, you weren't really pitted against anyone. I mean, you you earned the highest grades, but it wasn't like they sent out a list every quarter. Here's the top ten grade people of the class. 
you know, I mean, after after all of that time in high school, that was what you got. And yeah. it was a personal accomplishment. People knew because eventually you were the valedictorian, but it wasn't this constant reminder of vote for someone and do this and do that. Yeah. God, and they're oh, and they're only 13. Lexington's not even 13. See, that's what I mean. Five now years. I'm really scared. Now that I've now that I've relived this in the last 20 minutes, now I'm really scared. Oh God. <laughs> it's like it only gets worse. <laughs> If I can just like let her know, like Lita, like the next few years of your life, none of it, none of it really matters. None of it really like it matters that you do your work and you have fun and that you are, are who you are and that you explore who you are. And but none of it really matters. And once it's all over, it's in the past, and then you get to go live your life. <laughs> but it's so hard to convey this idea that none of it matters without it being like this part of your life is inconsequential. Like it does, I mean, looking back and saying none of the dances matter, none of that matter, like they, they don't. But at the same time, I always wonder, did they? Like, had you not gone to that dance in a group, stag, what kind of perspective would you have then looking back? Right. Would you of have course, wished you gone, it, you know? It's all, it's all a makeup of our character. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's hard to convey that. Like it is important, but it's not it's not important in the way that you think it is right now. This is it's not, not the life destination. Right. The destination is not high school. The destination is life. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> life is a tumbleweed. <laughs> That's right. TM. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go ahead. So um, let's see. I am moving in the next two weeks. I'm not, I'm not moving to California. Somebody got the idea that I'm moving to California um, on my Instagram. I'm not moving to California. I'm just moving to, uh, I'm moving across town. So you're moving to Utah. I'm moving to Utah. Nice. I'm moving. And in the middle of all of that, we have got parent-teacher conferences. We have two doctor's appointments, two dentist appointments. Lita and Marlo are playing at Federation, meaning in front of judges, the day that we move in to the, <laughs> into the house. And then Lita is in a play that's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang <laughs> oh, wow. that goes for 10 straight days. Oh, my God. So They all have 10 this... performances? Yes, and two Holy matinee shit. performances. Uh-huh. What, yeah. what is her role? She's one of the backup dancers. They, they nice. don't give the major roles to the seventh graders. Only the major roles go to the eighth graders. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so all of that is sort of going on um, while I'm trying to work. And pay bills and um life. along. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know she was in the it, the play. It's interesting that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. Lexton is not he's not a play type of kid. But he came home a few weeks ago and told me he wanted to join the theater tech crew to do sound and lighting for the play. Oh awesome. That is super cool. I I don't know anything about that world, but he's I mean, like I've said, he's super science-minded. He's totally into that. And he really wants to do it. And he's, like, beyond pumped. Tells me about it every day, what he gets to do, the light boards and this. I'm like, that's cool, because now he gets to see this world that he normally wouldn't see. I'm not a theater person. I never saw it because I never did anything on the back end. Okay, that is fucking A, man. That is cool. It's super cool. It's also, like, X number of hours these days uh-huh. of the week, then the weekend, then yep. this, then this. They got to go for clean. I, I signed uh-huh. them up like, hell yeah, you want to do this? Sweet. And I sent it in. And then I started looking. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Well, yep. uh-huh. then I had to sit him down. I'm like, you know that this means some days you're going to go from school to practice to homework to bed. Like, <laughs> that's just what this means. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, okay. I'm going to remember that you said that. I'm fine that you do it, but you need to be aware. And I totally, like, I'm not trying to talk him out of it. No, I totally understand. I said the same thing to her. I was like, Lita, this is eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. Are you prepared to do this? Yes, 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 totally. And she and she is, and she has been. I'm not. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why like, I wanted him. Like, are you sure you can still say no? It's not too late. But God, that's a lot to juggle, though, with moving. Moving is yeah. hell. I yeah. mean, no matter, you could be moving next door and it sucks. Yeah, it's it's the it's a it, it's not it's not I'm not like uh uh-uh, uh whoa God am I it. <laughs> so is it at the end of February that's when you move? Yeah. Okay. I have to downsize on purpose because I I just don't need the amount of space that I have here and it's and so I have to get rid of like half of the things that I own. That's part of it. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's it's really 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 consuming. <laughs> um. She very quickly, she had to try out for the play and get into the play in order to qualify to try out for the dance program next year at school. That's the only reason she, that's really the only reason she did it. And then I knew that she was going to get into the dance program, but I didn't tell her. The teacher told me not to tell her. But Um, she had to try out for the play anyway. There was no way around that. Okay. Yeah. So when she she came home and she had, she showed me the paper where she was going to be in dance and she was just thrilled out of her mind. Thrilled thrilled my kid is a dancer your kid is an engineer and my kid who didn't walk until she was two is like dancing like a maniac she honestly um, we've talked about this before but she can i'll say lita can you bring me that cup she dances across the kitchen to hand me the cup literally dances across the kitchen she can't move in her life without without it being a dance move that's so funny i I noticed that especially because I think a huge part of that is the difference between raising boys and girls because Lexton doesn't, granted, I will catch him dancing usually to something (laughs) like ACDC, oddly enough, but I'll go to my, my friend's house and they have three girls and one of one is five and one is eight or six and eight. And I feel like they're doing some sort of pirouette or something with every word they speak Every step they take, it's just constantly like dancing through the house. And it's because they'll tell me a story and their arms are waving and they're kind of half jumping and they're super excited. But then when Lexton tells me a story, it's just he stands there like his hands in his pocket, (laughs) which is it's a weird difference. It's it's great. I don't have a problem with it, but it's so funny to watch. My friend Kelly was here and she she spent the night one night before we we had to go to a conference in, in San Diego and um, she met Lita and Lita, of course, is doing her thing in the kitchen where she kicks up her leg and almost hits me in the face. And um, I'm like, Kelly, this is my dancer, Lita. And I'm like, this is she's like, Kelly was like, honey, I was a dancer. She's like, it only gets worse. She's like, all I did was dance around the house. This is only going to get worse and worse and worse. And uh, I'm like, I'm fine with it getting worse. I just don't want to get kicked in the face <laughs> and it is a serious serious danger with that kid her legs are so long and she is swinging her leg constantly yeah so. she's all limbs too yeah just like lexon mm-hmm. yeah our teenagers are doing teena- something right our fucking teenagers i don't hey i got a month 
He is not a teen yet. And this is the thing, is that you're 32 with a teenager. <laughs> I, I realized I'm going to be 38 when he's 18. Oh, my I won't God. Even you're be like 40 a Mormon. You're so Mormon. Done. You're so, You're blonde. You're 32 with a teenager. Dude, you would pass as a just like a grade A Mormon right there. But it's so weird because all of my friends, I either have friends that are my age that have like two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Or I have friends that are in their early 40s, like you, who have kids that are Lexton's age. So there's, I'm, I'm in a weird spot. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's going to be very odd to hit late 30s. You'd fit right, you'd fit right in here. <laughs> Just Utah would welcome you, open arms. No, not, not, I go to school functions and I look around and I, that, I think that's one of the things that keeps me from feeling like an adult. Because I look at parents, and part of it is that they're on their fourth kid. Like, their Mm -hmm. fourth kid is in Lexton's class. So they're obviously at least 20 years older than me. (laughs) But I look, I'm sitting around, I'm like, I'm 32, and they're all 50. And we all have kids the same age. Like, it just, then I kind of like, okay, I'm the kid here. I'm sort of lesser in some way. It's just a weird dynamic. I mean, I know I'm not, but it's strange. It's very strange. And I'm not a middle manager at some company in Chicago, which also sets me apart. Oh, man. I am... Yeah. I'm 41 with a teenager, and I still feel like, what the fuck happened? What happened? Seriously. I, yeah. What happened, internet? Life is a tumbleweed. That's what happened. (laughs) We would would love to hear from parents of teenagers. We would love to hear from you. The war stories the triumphs the victories the lows hopefully though the survival tales that's really the survival tales that's that's mostly what we we want yes you can send them to us at stories at manicramblings.com and you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at manicramblings right those are the right handles you got it i believe life is a tumbleweed and i was able to remember that got them all Boom, 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 boom. And uh, until next week. Keep tumbling. (laughs) Come on. Come on. That was great. That was great. That was really cute. 32-year-old with a fucking teenager. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack. To Lisa Congdon for the cover art and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.